Hello and welcome to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast produced by me, Fraser McGrew, for Aleph. In this series of podcasts, we take a look at interesting topics and discuss what we think they tell us about analysis and decision making. I'm here with Jordan Fermanis and Nick here of Aleph, and this week we're discussing why populists have weird hair. Nick. (laughs) (laughs) No, you see. Uh, Nick, I've got hair. You're called hair. (laughs) Perfect. Although the first one of those statements is arguable. (laughs) I've got some. Yeah, on your Uh, face. I'll give you that. Yeah, on my face, a bit around my ears. Go for it. What are we talking about? Well, uh, it's been noted uh, in some corners of the, you know, commentariat that um, there seems to be a thing about uh, sort of the new populist leaders having weird hair. Okay. And um, so I think the, the latest uh, the latest weird hairstyle in this in this uh, uh, menagerie is Javier Millet, Ooh. Argentina. Uh, I think he was elected in December or something. And he's got this kind of incredible bouffant. He's a striking looking individual. He is. <laughs> he's an extraordinary uh, looking person. Um, and and people have been saying, well, you know, you've got Donald Trump, famously unusual hair, uh, Boris Johnson. Mm. I mean, unusual how do you begin hair. to yeah, describe, I mean, how do you that? describe that? <laughs> um, and then you have people like Heart Wilders, who also has uh, he's got this kind of platinum blonde pompadour. Mm. Um, and 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 people have then you know started adding other, like Michael Fabricant, who's a Tory MP, with incredible. He's got incredible. Hair. Um, for a man a, in his 70s, he's he? extraordinary. Yeah. It's quite hair. a gallery. Uh, people like uh, Rain Epler, who is a, he was noted, he's an Estonian MP, right wing MP in Estonia, got incredible, strange hair. So, anyway, I think people have noticed this and been asking, what's that all about? Mm. Like, and, and it seems to be a thing associated with the right uh, in particular, and people have alleged that this is something to do with populism. And so I think you know we want to talk about that. Is is this a thing, or is it just you know we, uh, you know we have to have the the good fortune mm. to to happen to have a bunch of kind of unusually uh, quaffed uh, mm. politicians? Or and if it is a thing, why might might it be a thing? Mm. I mean, I, just just off the bat, and I don't want to jump too quickly to this, but yeah. the first things we we we're, we presumably that we're asking is, um, I'd be interested in exceptions. Um, are there plenty of demagogues out there? Who, are there right wingers with with no hair, normal hair? Normal hair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and also, I think probably even more to the fore than that is is to what extent does it just happen? Is it an accident, or to what extent is it contrived? Is it planned? You yeah. Know? Okay. Right. Nicely introduced. Um, take us a little bit further, um, if you would, Jordan. Yeah. So I think if we think about it, um, populism is actually a highly contestable concept. Um, unlike sort of environmentalism or feminism. It's more popular than um, that. <laughs> it's more popular. And hardly anyone self-identifies as a populist. True. Um, there's no kind of global populist movement. Um, there are no sort of key philosophers or, or theorists. Um, and it sort of lacks a clear kind of historical yep. um, reference point. It kind of feels like um, actually populism is almost by definition doesn't have philosophers associated. Because exactly. then it would be elitist. And yeah. that's the opposite of that. Um, and to make matters even more complicated, it, 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 it's, populism can appear from across the political spectrum. So from the far right to the far left. Um, so I guess it's sort of what are we actually talking about when we're talking about populism? Yeah. Um, 
I came across a paper that made quite a convincing argument that we're actually talking about style. Um, so populism is sort of a set of stylistic features that are common to leaders or politicians um, commonly accepted as populists. Okay. Um, so they, they, they set up, there's three kind of categories of, of style. Um, appealing to the people, so that's kind of like... Um, the will of the people, the elite, uh, the elite that kind of uh, anti-establishment. Um, crisis, breakdown and threat. So that's like the idea that there's this perception of crisis that needs to be um, addressed. And then the other one, which I think is quite in, um, pertinent to this conversation, is bad manners. So like using bad language, slang, political incorrectness, um, doing thing, going against the grain. So I deliberately suppose. transgressive. Deliberately transgressive. Almost, you know, by definition, because you are seeking to overthrow the elite who've imposed, at least in the populist narrative, kind of imposed the, those ideas of decorum on, on society. And we, yes. and we think yeah. they're bad and we want to overthrow them. So just to clarify, are you saying that those are the different types you get or you always get these are common you things? Get these, you always get these. You always get these they're within people. Sort of yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, th I guess the one that we're looking to drill down into in that, formulation is bad manners is like um physical appearance so like this could be clothing fashion um this could be yeah the Give way me you the, speak just the what are the labels of each three again just tell me what they are again appeal to the people yep crisis breakdown and threat gotcha make america great again yeah yep. and bad manners okay uh okay yeah bad manners like that hairstyle yeah. so rude okay <laughs> right all right okay um yeah keep going um, well, yeah, that, that's basically how I, I think is a good way of framing what we're trying to talk about. Because I don't, I don't think this conversation is going to be about like populism as an ideology or, um, you know, like democracy and those sort of things. It's more about like the style of populists and, you know, they wear their hair in a certain way. And yeah, um, oh. why would they why would they choose yeah. to do that? Maverick. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that is that is it is important uh, to think about what uh, populism is meant to be uh, saying. I mean, I suppose you know that as uh, Jordan says that it, it is it is interesting the lack of a philosophy as such. Um, it's almost it's populism, in as much as it's a thing, sets itself up in opposition to stuff. You know, it's every it's gone. Society's gone wrong thanks to these leaders. We need to overthrow them. Um, it's not very positive. It's very it's a negative idea. You know, it's, it's now it's up to us, the people to wrest control of the government off this corrupt elite. That's the message you always get with populism. And it always works. It's a great, great message, particularly in times of in times of you know perceived crisis. Um, however, I actually think we do need to spend some time looking at uh, hairstyles because I don't think I, I, th I think we might be constructing a narrative out of almost no data at all. So let's God, start. God forbid. No, yeah, I, I know. Do that, uh, yeah. Well, look, so let's start with the. But what, why? Yeah, Sorry, what? I know that's what caught our attention is the hairstyle mm. was our way in. But why would we want to concentrate on hairstyles or, or, or are we just using that as a device to. Well, I, I suppose I want to slightly challenge the idea that this is a thing. So let's start with the uh, let's start with um, Javier Millet. He's mm. the latest one of these. His nickname is the Wig. One thing I've discovered actually is that hairstyles don't have a very coherent taxonomy. I thought I could find somewhere a list of hairstyles, so I could say, right, Javier Millet, he's got this one. Unfortunately, we don't live in North Korea. No, so. exactly. But it, but it's all they really is. I mean, especially for for men, it seems um, not a kind of you know 
know, taxonomy. They even get to say that's that hairstyle. Um, so uh, Millet, um, so his nickname is The Wig, although it is his real hair. Yeah. And I would classify it based on my very rudimentary knowledge of hairstyles as a kind of layered bouffant hairstyle. Yeah. Um, it's big. It's like big and round and puffy. And it's hard to see where it comes out of the head. As it we does do see, this, it almost yeah. floats like a dome above his head. Yeah. Um, what is his politics? Before we start saying, look, he's a populist. He certainly, I don't think you could classify his politics uh, as being, um, you know, particularly sort of traditionally right wing. I mean, he, he's an anarcho-capitalist and uh, a minarchist. You know, he's a small government libertarian. Mm. So, so you know, in that, in that respect, his politics are small. He, you know, he wants there to be less government and 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 that sort of thing. Mm. Um, so that, let's move over to let's talk about Boris Johnson. Okay, Fam famous hair. How would you classify it? I think it would be described as tousled. Tousled. You think of it as bed hair, unkempt, associated with bed hair. Yeah. yeah. Now, what's his politics? I don't think he. I, I would say just a cl a classical liberal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, stroke. One Nation Conservative Boris Johnson. He's certainly not a kind of modern right winger. You wouldn't you wouldn't put him in the same basket as Millet. I just want to head you off for a minute. Yeah, because didn't we? So we're looking for commonality in terms of ideology, right? But didn't we say at the beginning that one of the things that defines populism is it kind of doesn't have an ideology, it is in itself. Well, so yeah, aren't we yes. on a kind of a false? I I know, am not. I well, I, where I'm going is I I'm not sure there is much that links the weird hair people. But let's tackle the Keep big going. daddy, yeah. right? Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, what hairstyle has he got? It's actually quite, again, it, it's sort of a comb over, but I think also with a ducktail thrown in. Yeah. Um, and actually, I would say slightly bouffant. Yeah, bouffant. Yeah. yeah. But what his his politics, now he's a classic populist, isn't he, Trump? He he doesn't really, if you were to say what are his policies, quite hard to describe. His policies are, you know, getting elected and saying things that get him elected and i think that's i think that that's it with him uh, and and anyway you know here wilder's another one who's often mentioned in the same uh in the same sort of um hair uh analysis yeah. he's he's a right wing liberal um and he's he's got a sort of platinum blonde pompadour when i looked for a list of like tell me all the other people who are you know populist straight right wing and big hair that's it it's like the same four names a few people get adduced in there so but but i don't th i think basically we might be we might be sort of making a big narrative out of almost no real data. It might be that these are just four individuals with weird hair. Who have to be around right. more or less kind of I, I mean, because I don't think there's very much. I, I know if you're on the left, you might be tempted to put them all in the same basket because they're all, in inverted commas, right wing. But I don't think you'd find very much in common at all between Boris Johnson and Donald Trump, for example. It's very difficult to say there's a kind of common set of values or, or policies there. Um, so I think we should put that out there before going into more detail on either populism or hair. Yeah. But we, I need to put out there that I think I'm not sure. I mean, so when we, when we, let's say that you propose, I mean, this is a kind of general rule. You propose a hypothesis that two things are linked, in this case, populism and hair. There's always a number of hypotheses you need to consider, which is uh, that being a populist causes you to have weird hair. Mm. You must also consider that having weird hair might make you a populist, mm. right? Mm. 
And, and that is not totally implausible. It might be, let's say that you've got weird hair, you find yourself generally... Um, you know, rejected by society and scorned, mm. it might make you want to overturn the elite as a result. Mm -hmm. um, then it could just be a third feature causes both. So perhaps the same set of characteristics uh, that we don't see, personality factors, cause you to want to have unusual hair and to want you to be a kind of maverick right winger. Um, and then there's, well, maybe it's a coincidence. Um, I think, for the purposes of this podcast, we should pretend that there is a connection and talk about why that why it might exist. Yeah, otherwise we haven't got a podcast. Well, exactly. <laughs> but, but I suppose what I'm saying is there is only, in my mind, a probability that there's a relationship. There isn't, it's not to me a certainty. It's not like we've got, okay, well, there's, here's 200 world leaders, yeah. 100 right-wingers, all with weird hair, 100 left-wingers, all with sensible hair. We don't have that kind of correlation here. Yeah, so yeah. just, you know, warning, a, yeah. so a I caveat push, out there. I want to push is this it? a little bit in a couple of directions. And although I want to adopt a half kind of analytical approach and a half let's just, you know, go with what I feel yeah, about this. Yeah, like right? it. Um, which is just, I was a couple of right-wingers and just thinking about their hair. So uh, Jair Bolsonaro recently of Brazil. Yeah, well, he's, he's allegedly got weird hair. And I've looked <laughs> at his hair and it's not weird. Same with um, it's Orban. Victor it's, Orban is sometimes yeah, put in this basket. How, I can't remember what Orban looks like. Is, he does, standard, from some yeah. angles, he looks like he's got a little tiny hair perched on his big his head. His hair is pretty normal. Exactly. I don't think, he I wouldn't think walk it's down a the, He wouldn't walk down. The, if you walked into a room with him there, the, you wouldn't be thinking, you've got odd hair, mate. You wouldn't be thinking that. No. And you probably wouldn't be thinking that with Bolsonaro. But he's like he's on the edge. Um, but also Putin, who I think we could maybe call right wing, but definitely a populist. Oh, sure. Um, and uh, he's got pretty <laughs> well. He's got not much hair actually. Not much hair. So um, so and also the other one, a lady, um, Christina Fernandez Kirchner. Um, mm. She's definitely a populist, but um, it's Lots hard when it's not a man, you know, because... Uh, well, uh, we'll get on to that, yeah. because I've looked at hair-related research, and, yeah. and it's, it's, so, it's interesting. Yeah, so I guess... Difference between men and women. Yeah, yeah, I guess my point is, is and I think it's not controversial, is there are plenty of right-wing populists who don't have weird hair. Yeah? yeah. All I can say is kind of instinctively... This is all I've got is my yeah. instincts. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 but I think is, that's important here. Is it does feel that the whole hair thing is somehow definitely tied up with the whole populist thing yeah and it's definitely yeah. a part of it this maverick thing um i think trump is interesting let's say because he had a long career before politics and he's always had pretty weird hair but it's got weirder um yeah i, I yeah. think we we, I, we we would need to analyze the trump situation yeah. but that's right i mean it's not like you know he suddenly decided to change his hair because he wanted to get elected or anything like that i mean he's basically had the same hairstyle his entire life he's just got older I think it's a bit of both, right? right? Which is that part of their, I mean, they are the kind of person who sort of go their own way. And a part of that is they tend to, you know, their appearance, whether it's hair or other stuff, they'll go with that. Well, I, yeah, I'm not sure I totally agree yeah, okay. even with that. So, And then and then it kind of, it becomes, it kind of feeds on itself and and becomes part of their appeal as well. Right. And anyway, these are my ramblings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my, where like, do we go with this, Jordan? My feeling is that the hair is, is kind of all about the, theatre and the performance of populism like it's eccentric hair is a kind of symbol that represents an independent mindset I guess a kind of fearlessness yeah. someone who's afraid to like plot their own course go against convention yeah that kind of thing um but I think it's also like it's a branding exercise I think as well yes. I think it's actually 
um, kind of an application of marketing techniques in, in politics. It's an element um, of contrivance. And I think you can even tell that with the Donald Trump thing, right? Yeah. He, he came from The Apprentice, where his image was very well crafted and choreographed, and then he kind of took that into politics. Yeah. Um, and uh, apparently also the Gert Wilders example, mm. um, he's got famously quite platinum blonde hair, but he, he dyes it um, because oh. he's got Indonesian um, heritage. Oh, really? Um, okay. But he, he does that to kind of achieve a, a physical appearance that's closer to the people that he wants to represent, which yeah. is... Um, do we, do we know that that's why he does it? Well, or is it merely hypothesized? That's a hypothesis. Right. But, I mean, it's an, interesting, it's an interesting fact that it's not his natural hair colour that he's choosing, but mm. it's sort of giving him his dis distinctive look. Gotcha. So I do think there's something calculated in it. I don't, I don't think that it is just a coincidence. I, I think there, there, there's some sort of advantage to it even though it's a small set of people that we're talking about there does seem to be quite a, a strong yeah and so so I, I think there's there's two um sort of approaches we could uh, or two families of theory here one says that um if you like there's a kind of deep connection which which is that you, uh, hair is like actually correlated with something important that's that. So, so it's not just well, we think of people with that kind of hair in a certain way, but there is actually a connection. Like um, that, that there are there's a cause and effect going on that links, you know, your your actual performance or some deep characteristics of you to your hair. And then there's kind of superficial theories, which are it, this is just about like perceptions, and and the perceptions are unhinged and not not based on reality right so we've got two kinds of kinds of um theory here and and so i just want to look at okay well what if there is a deep theory that's true um does hair correlate with real stuff right does your hair is there a correlation between your hair and your personality for example well i'm afraid i don't know because i looked for studies and amazing it, it, it's there's a lot of interest in this topic in korea and i don't know why in Korea, but Korea, the Koreans are obsessed with hairstyles. Okay. Like all of the studies that I found, they're all in Korea. Are, are Korean, and I don't know why. Um, maybe a separate podcast. Why do why are the Koreans <laughs> so obsessed with hair? Yeah. But uh, the other thing is they're all focused on women. I, I, cu I couldn't find mm. any studies that were trying to correlate men's hairstyles with men's personalities. Um, and and even the ones that are so I'll t I can talk we can generalize from the um, you know the studies into women uh, but but there are there are also things we can draw on looking at um, looking at uh, other aspects of appearance um, which I'll talk about in a minute but but slightly more straightforward is the connection between hair and your your physical health and so on right mm. so hair and personality disputed we'll talk about it but um, hair and your physical condition much more straightforward so the first okay. thing is that your hair is a really useful indicator of your environment for example so um el like elements in the environment are we're just going to is this going to get into biology and like yeah. we're getting a traces of yeah, pollution well, your, in your hair, your hair is part of your body so it we can't avoid biology in this context yeah. um so the <laughs> uh, your hair has about 50 to 100 times uh, higher concentration of like elements from the environment um, than in blood or urine, for example, which is why hair tests are often used for kind of habitual drug use, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, detecting detecting that. Um, but mainly sort of your, the condition of your hair is a definite sign of, well, first of all, obviously scalp afflictions. So if you've got, you know, if your hair is falling out, could indicate a scalp 
problem, but um, mainly, of course, age, particularly in men. Um, Graying, so you've got the hair colour, but also how much of it you've got, alopecia. Could you you tread carefully around this, please? I I can't avoid it, Fraser. You look old (laughs) due to not having any hair. I can't believe you just said that. Um, Stress as well. Uh, There is... um, uh, a thing called Cushing syndrome, which is too much cortisol. Cortisol is produced when you're stressed out. Uh, that might be associated with grey hair. And then there's also various, you know, thyroid diseases, um, anemia, protein deficiency, which can uh, you, you can appear in sort of thin hair. Now, that gives us, I think, the beginnings of a theory as to why a politician might be concerned about their hair. So don't uh, is there a phrase he's got a healthy head of hair or something like right. that? Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So so uh, you know health whether we like it or not is something that people look for in leaders. It's just you look at Biden, you look at Trump himself, you know talking about he's going to be the healthiest president ever elected, mm. which he 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 made that claim. You can understand why you would want your hair to seem, you know, lustrous Mm, and full mm, because mm. it suggests that none of those sort of indicators of frailty are are, are present. Yeah, yeah. I've got an interesting statistic on this. Okay. So um, 40% of men over the age of 40 show signs of male pattern baldness. Okay. However, the US has not voted in a bald president since Eisenhower in the 50s. Mm. And the UK hasn't had a hasn't had a bald prime minister since Winston Churchill. Mm. That's shocking. I mean, this is the kind of hidden discrimination that you baldies have to face, and no one's talking yeah, about it. Yeah, no one's talking about it. Yeah, but it, again, it begs that question of: Is it that um, people with hair are megalomaniacs and just yeah. want to get power? Um, or what it immediately suggests is that people only vote for people with hair, right? Well, mm. but what it might suggest is that if you're a baldy, you're probably old and knackered and you haven't got the drive mm. anymore. Mm. All you mm. want to do is sit at home with your slippers on yeah, listening to Radio home, 3. You know, wishing yeah. that you had hair. Yeah, so yeah. so um, I think, uh, so this, this uh, Jordan um, mentioned that. It's a very interesting statistic about how people are perceived. Um, so th- there's been this study by Nancy Blaker and, and various other people looking at um, balding leaders in general. Mm. So bald or shaved-headed men are perceived as older. In fact, having having a, a, a shaved head slightly attenuates that. So if you do shave your head, you you don't look as old as you would if you would if you were just balding, right? Mm-hmm. But it still makes you look older than if you had lots of hair. Yep. So definitely, like, people's perception of your age is heavily hair-related. Um, bald or shaved men, interestingly, are perceived as more masculine, and having a shaved head makes you look more dominant. However, this is the interesting thing, that apparently people do not prefer uh, more these more masculine, more dominant men as leaders. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so it, you know, actually, people always prefer hairy men. In times of war, right, shaved-headed people are slightly preferred over just balding guys. But at any time, people still prefer the hairy, <laughs> hairy-headed leader. So, so uh, I mean, I, so I think what we're saying, yeah. well, for you and your political career, yeah. maybe. But, uh, but I think you know, but it, but I think you know, you can you can say, well, look, if politician, if it's true that politicians are thinking about their hair and making it big and making it a thing. Then they actually they're onto something because it turns out that it, it works if you like. Mm. Um, so uh, there is a, a, a sort of thought that testosterone and hair loss are connected. Mm. 
and I, I know you probably tell yourself this. That yeah, yeah, I try. Yeah, yeah, but apparently that's now disputed. Is that rubbish? Yeah, oh, no. and it's probably not significant. Um, I asked friend of the podcast, uh, Susie, psychologist Susie, what, what she thought. She suggested that actually it could be. So, so obviously we know there's a kind of intrinsic connection between hair and youth. But actually, particularly these politicians would have grown up in the 80s when young, when big hair was in. Mm. So, so you're, uh, there's a kind of um, subconscious association with these leaders, with youth and big hair in particular. Um, so, uh, and and I think you know, as Jordan says, there's this kind of branding thing as well. That it's not even so much uh, big hair or any other, but weird hair definitely can be part of your brand. I, I think Boris Johnson is a big part of him. Yeah, definitely. The hair. Um, but but anyway, so so I think that's just a quick whistle stop tour through sort of um, th- theories of of the connection between hair and and I guess trying to make it into something real. Like actually, it makes sense. We we like young leaders. Young leaders are you know going to be hairier. Ergo, having more hair makes you makes you more electable. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that you know that's true. Um, but anyway, I, I think we can. But but we haven't touched on signalling yet. But I but I think we. We'll okay. need to cover that. Um, so, look, a couple of things. Um, who knows where this is going to take us? Uh, the first um, thing is, in case you're worried about me feeling downcast, um, I've got um, four words for you. Uh, the first one is your brinner. That's the first two of it. The right. Half. Um, the second uh, two is, is, is the, you know, the deal winner is uh, Sean Connery. You know, yeah. So I don't feel bad about all this, you know, and I think there's definitely a link there, um, you know, with masculinity and baldness. And I think if nothing else, you could. Well, look, I mean, if you're bald, you're overwhelmingly likely to be a man. Exactly. But if you're exactly. hairy, you know, you could be either man yeah. or woman. Yeah. Because so right away there, there's a thing. Exactly. Only really, only only men can be sort of exactly. naturally bald. Uh, you know, obviously you can. The have bolder a, you are, the more alopecia. You but are. apart from that, we yeah. can all agree on that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, that's the first thing. Maybe we can pick that up. Um, and the second thing is, I don't. I, I, what are we adding to this at the moment? Um, I, I do feel that when the, some of the stuff you set out earlier, Nick, is really digging into this correlation and you know looking at yeah, the is data. there a real connection between yeah. your like your characteristics and your hair? Yeah, and yeah. I think in some respect there is, right? Yes. But I think we we haven't really talked in detail about the signalling aspect of this. Okay, go on. And I think this is so so you know we we just. To, as a refresher, I know we talk about signaling all the time, but um, a signal is uh, something which isn't uh, the thing you're interested in, but it's a thing that is easier for one type of person to do than another, right? So, um, you know, uh, your um, so, so the the thought here is that it's it, it, like having weird hair yeah. is going to be in some sense, easier for one kind of person, let's say a populist or, or some other kind of good leader, to to have than uh, than um, uh, you know than someone who d- doesn't have those characteristics. So let me give you an example. Do you remember we did a podcast about shoes? We did. We did a podcast about how your shoes actually turn out to be extremely good indicators of your personality. And one of the interesting things that came out of that was uh, really like neat, well-polished shoes um, are strongly associated with having a high need for societal approval. Right. So the thought here is that um, that is the reason that that works as a signal is that it's actually quite it's hard 
for people who really care about being approved of to have scruffy shoes because they're worried that someone might look at them and go, oh, look at your scruffy shoes, right? Mm. So that it's actually hard for them, you know, psychologically to go around with messy shoes. Having neat shoes, well, no one's going to disapprove of you for having neat, neat shoes. People will disapprove of you if you have scruffy shoes, but no one's going to disapprove of you. So the thought is that that's a good signal of um, of caring, of, of sort of caring about what people think of you. Or, or rather, if you like, scruffy shoes are a good signal of not caring. And I think this is close to where we are with the yeah, hair thing. I think thing. so, yeah. And, and so uh, if you look at who famously has messy hair, um, artists, people like Andy Warhol, and, and conductors, Simon Rattle, and, and, you know, great musicians famously have, have crazy hair, right? Mm. If you want to depict a genius of some yeah. sort... You're going to give them crazy hair. Why? Because they don't care what you think. They don't need to. They care about that. They only care so, about the art. At that. Right. Yeah. They don't. They and, and like rejection of societal norms um, and and saying I you know just and uh, and again it in ideally this isn't even conscious right. Mm. It, it's not like they go well I'm a genius so I ought to have That's scruffy all part hair. Of it. It's they just don't be. care. They haven't got time to go to the bloody hairdressers because they're proving you know the theory of relativity or whatever. So so I so I think you know that that is that is definitely going on um with uh, some of these uh, crazy hair people I think. The idea is look I don't and and why does that why might that correlate with populism? Well I think because you're saying this society the elite has told me that I need to have my hair in a certain way. Well, bollocks to that. Here's my hair. I'm what I am. And I'm, you know, I stand here before you as a crazy haired man. And that is a symbol of your rejection of, of those societies. And I think that ties in nicely to the question we posed at the beginning is to what extent is this, you know, uh, um, thought through or not contrived. And politicians uh, famously um, like to, I don't know, be popular, let's say, often. Well, I mean, um, yes. certainly the populists do. Yeah, um, <laughs> and um, you know, I think you hit upon it there. The whole point is that they is it's done without thought. It's done, it's done without um, um, affectation. It, well, in order yet, in order for it to be a successful signal, exactly. the, it has to be kind of easier. Yeah. to to have scruffy hair. And, or weird hair. And one can't help but feel with these politicians, they might have latched onto that. Right, but I don't think, and, and, now, and now I want to just pull the rug under all of that, because yeah. actually, look, um, Donald Trump, as we've said, has had that hair for his entire life. I, and Boris Johnson also, when he had no thoughts of politics, when he was a journalist, well, he had that hair. But famously, there have been many instances where people have talked about him being all sorts of smart and about to go on stage or about to go into public and he, and he tussles it yeah. himself. So, yeah. it, it, you know. So, I, but I think, I actually think the trouble is there isn't a grand unified theory which puts Trump and Johnson into the same bracket because I, I think there's two separate things going on here what with donald trump i think it well he's probably a narcissist right i think mm. most people agree that um i think with him it really is a kind of almost delusional idea that he's still he's still young and he has you know beautiful lustrous hair and he i i think if you said to Donald Trump, you've got weird hair. I, I think he would be hurt by that. Mm. So I don't think you should do that. That would be mean. But I, I don't, I, I, I suspect Donald Trump doesn't He does Trump laugh about his think. own hair, though. Right. I mean, he, it, it would be very difficult to avoid the recognition. But I don't, I don't think what's going on with Trump 
is an attempt to have weird hair. I think it's almost the opposite. And 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 it's interesting with with Trump does he does have a, a, a need I think for approval. My 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 sense is that he he perceives himself as kind of rejected by elite society because he is. And ha but I think he deep down there's a kind of desire to be accepted. I think with Boris Johnson you've got a very different phenomenon, yeah. which is a classic sort of English upper class thing yeah. of. Um, signaling your lack of need yeah, you're kind of above for that. acceptance. Well, yes, it's that classic toff thing yeah. of being scruffy in a way that couldn't be, like, you toffs often will be scruffy, uh, but but not looking, They wouldn't. you wouldn't confuse them with a patron of a Weatherspoons, for example. I mean, yeah. they, their shirt's going to be untucked, but it'll be a very nice tailored yeah, shirt, so you know? Yeah, exactly. so, and I think Boris Johnson, he's unmistakably a toff. Um, and and his uh, having scruffy hair is a way of saying I don't need I don't need you to approve of me. Yeah, um, um, I, I'm I'm who I am. You know. Just briefly, I want to bring in Jordan, but also it intersects with American um, culture and and what men are like and what middle-aged men. You know, I'm sure like wigs are probably more prevalent in there and um, and dyeing your hair um, and that's more of a thing in the US especially you know as, as men get older to preserve and you can talk about youth maybe but anyway um, Jordan I, we yeah. need to round this out yeah. Jordan I just came across an interesting sort of concept that is related it's called mirroring yeah it's basically a thing where the, the leader tries to mirror the 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 people that he is trying to to get votes from yeah essentially um, so like in the context of like, Donald Trump, it'd be like he's got this hair because he's trying to appeal to people that um, also might have strange the weird hair vote, weird <laughs> that massive looks. weird hair vote. Um, but he's not just like a traditional, uh, you know, um, looking person. He's he's, yeah. he's 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 kind of representing minorities or diverse populations, people on the fringes, peripheral kind of the people. underrepresented mums. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but curiously, he himself doesn't have a fringe. No, no. Um, and I think maybe there is something of that going on. I mean, like, it's obviously like more recognizable to have a distinctive look than just to look the same as everyone else. And populists generally try to appeal to interesting cross sections of society. Like they're not looking to, the, you know, like they kind of go outside of. They don't like want to be the gray man. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, well, who I wants mean, to elect one, the grey man? One thing we haven't touched on, I don't think it's worth exploring because I think my conclusion here is that this isn't really a thing. What we're talking about is there's been some politicians with weird hair recently, but what we haven't done is talk about, um, you know, why might, uh, let's say, sort of left-wingers mm. or establishment people, why yeah. might they have sensible hair? Yeah. I can't see any reason why um, lefties should have sensible hair. Like, if anything, they, they should also have weird yeah. hair. Cause Unless kind they of, want to look sensible. Well, well, get be electable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, know, so look, I think my conclusion after all of this is we might just be linking together a bunch of unrelated phenomena. Yeah. But, but I mean, it's interesting mm. all the same. Mm. I think to analyze those individual cases is interesting. But I think, I, I, I think, in all honesty, there isn't. It's this is not a thing. Yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, um, which is relieving in a way because imagine. Um, <laughs> One of the people I know who's got very extravagant hair is Peter Coghill. Oh, right? he's a marvellous hair. And we'd have to yeah. keep an eye on him to see if he's going to try and take over. <laughs> well, who knows what he might want to take over yeah. and you yeah. know, who he's, you know, would appeal to. Got a question. Yeah. Take it away from populists for a moment. Um, extravagant hair, right? If we think back through history or even current times, 
Um, I'd be. Who would you like to be if you could be anyone in history um, or in literature or you know, in hair? Yeah. Wait. 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 Who's got an extravagant appearance? Um, ideally, because I don't want to be silly with this, you know. So yeah. ideally, with hair, because I know who I'd like to be, and I can jump straight in there with it, right? Elvis Presley. Oh yeah, very yeah. distinctive Amazing hair. Amazing hair. And well, not, that, that would be a pompadour, I think. Is that what it's called? I think so. I mean, oh, quite, like quite a classic kind of quiff. Yeah. yeah, what I like about him, and there are many things, okay, is, well, first of all, it was dyed, but he got away with it, you know? I think it's, it fit him. Imagine Elvis with brown hair, which he, when you see earlier photos of him, that's what he's got. It doesn't, nah, that doesn't work. It's got to have that shiny raven look to it. Mm. Um, and when it all gets messed up when he's on stage and he's dancing around, it still looks amazing and those incredible sideburns. And also, um, an incredibly handsome man, I think. Oh, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't think many people would disagree yeah, with that. Possessed yeah, possessed of great charisma. Um, I want to be Elvis. You yeah, know? Um, yeah, yeah. So it's a tough one to beat. I mean, really. maybe if it, it could be anyone, Elvis wouldn't be a bad. Yeah, yeah Elvis um, for a day. Beautiful eyes. I, I yeah. need to stop on that. But I mean, <laughs> I, I'm pretty obsessed with him. Yeah, eyes. no, he's pretty awesome. Um, I mean, but maybe I, maybe I asked that. I know, and God forbid that I would ever do this. Maybe I only asked that question because I wanted to give the answer. Um, but do you want to answer that question in a non-Elvis way? If, well, if, I, I say I think my natural my natural inclination is to go f down the music route because yeah. I think musicians often famously have weird hair. I, I uh, Beethoven is a good example of. I mean, he's he's got he you know this kind of wild uh, grey locks, and you could yeah. I think I think that that you know if we had longer we could talk about the connection of romanticism to having weird hair, but I think Beethoven the the uh, unruliness of Beethoven's hair tracked his progression from classicism to romanticism, and I think that that idea that your appearance should express something deep about your personality. Is a very romantic idea, yeah. you know the the idea that emotions are more important and and we shouldn't care about how society says your hair should look. Mm. But uh, so I think you know uh, Beethoven around you know at the end late Beethoven mm. you know the time of his sort of late late string quartets, um, you know inventing music that really uh, is a hundred years ahead of its time, mm. Mm. Uh, and and with that that beautiful sort of grey shock of hair. Yeah, I'd go I'd, I'd go Beethoven. I think so yeah I'm having a lovely time right here right now um, um, hallucinating as it were and I'm imagining here me <laughs> here with my Elvis um, um, Buffon with Barnet um, and with you with your um, um, Beethoven uh, oh, imagine if Beethoven and Elvis collaborated that yeah. would just be That'd so be quite amazing something. but yeah. I'm imagining our bodies with that on there and I'm looking forward to see who comes to the party next yes so who is it oh, I, I, well, I think a knock of, at the door who is it <laughs> yeah I think of um, footballers, because they always have oh, yeah. good choice. No, good choice. All right. Um, is it Gascoigne who had that hair? David Gaza. Beckham had a lot of different hairstyles. Then that one, that Ronaldo one, where he had yeah, the that weird at the front sort of thing the in the in the '94 World Cup and '98. But I'm going to have to limit you to one. Yeah, that Ronaldo one, I think, is the what, so. This is the one where he's got just a tuft. <laughs> it's of like hair a little wedge shaped. Yeah. It's funny. just such a eccentric hairstyle. I don't think anyone would ever. Be able to pull that off. That I think me and Nick would be looking at you, going, "That guy's <laughs> who got invited weird. him? That guy's got weird hair. What's that all about?" <laughs> totally. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm. I mean, we're we're talking about you know this incredible chord progression in in these in the B section, and he's just doing keepy uppy in the corner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah no no absolutely. problem with that. Yeah. All right. Let's stop there. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Cognitive Engineering Podcast. I'm Fraser McGrew. I've been here with Nick Hare and Jordan Fermanis of Aleph. Until next time, goodbye.